Okay, I'm here hanging out with my little tiny sister. She was adopted. <laughs> Just kidding. She never believed that story, but Megan did. Megan believed it. Say hi. Um, hi. So we're having drinks. Um, what are these? The Smirnoff Smash Ice Peach and Mango. And then I'm going into a sugar coma because we went to Neater's and got a bread raspberry pudding. pudding, but it's really like lechera and sugar and more sugar on it. And then a tart. Mm, Anyways, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so anyways... Lindsay was sitting here talking about her favorite nightclub that she goes to in Salt Lake City. And I never heard of it because I'm a really good girl that never goes out. Um, it's called Marquee. And it's the coolest downtown Hispanic nightclub. <laughs> You're looking for a really gross daddy. <laughs> That's where you can find him. All over the age of 55. Yeah, and he'll probably have like a belt and like those boots. Maybe a hat. <laughs> the ostrich boots, belt, and a cowboy hat with a button-up t-shirt. Really tight pants. Like, really tight, especially around the crotch. <laughs> those are so hot. You know, you're going to get all the ladies with those. Yeah, I just don't understand why they need the belt. <laughs> Why do you need a belt? <laughs> Your pants are tight. They're not. <laughs> They're not falling off. It's so gross. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you want someone like that, then like go to Marquee. Where can we find Marquee? Oh, it's located downtown. <laughs> downtown. Uh, close to Gracie's, if you ever want to go, it's beautiful. Um, just hit it up with your girlfriends, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so you <laughs> go from a frat boy party up in Gracie's to, um, where's my daddy? I found him, and he's willing to buy me a drink as long as he gets to breathe on me all night. Oh, yeah. And then uh, you dance with them maybe once. Actually, I've never, but my friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing your friends under the bus? <laughs> well, they love that scene. I don't. They love the old guys? I don't know. They just love being there. They're very, I don't know. They like Hispanic guys. And I'm, I like Hispanic guys, fine, but... Not creepy ones. <laughs> well, you know what? This is the thing about our culture. And I love my culture and I love being a Latina. But I'm so glad I'm not a freaking male, a Hispanic male. Because you guys have it coming to you. You guys are, oh, let's not say all of them. There's a 10% out there that are decent human beings. But the other 90, you guys like are oh, giving us all a bad name. But you can find those at Marquee and Caramba. Caramba is the only place I ever knew and I avoided. Which one's Car Caramba? It's over in Sugar House. Is that the one that's like next to nothing? It, no, it's like in Sugar House, in the middle of Sugar House. I don't know if I've been to that one. But I've been to one that like it closes at like a four. In the morning? No, I don't go to Hispanic nightclubs. What the Even when I did go out to clubs, I avoided those. They're gross. It's bad. It's like the nightclub that people would go to after marquee clubs. Oh my god. So like in case you didn't get like um all freaking manhandled by somebody a marquee you're like i still got a chance till four o'clock in the morning yeah for real and then uh and then you go next door and you get tacos oh god <laughs> sounds like a good time you and your friends know how to party okay Lindsay. so what is the freaking scariest date you've ever been on um uh, well Serious date. 
Scary. You haven't had a scary date? I don't think so. Oh my god. They're all scary. I've okay, never- what is the most awkward date you've been on? Uh, I guess I did go on this date with this one guy who, I don't know, he just kept making jokes, but they were just not good. Like what? Tell me a joke. I can't remember so long ago. I don't know. It wasn't like, it wasn't even a joke. It was just like. Just him being him. <laughs> you're like mean. <laughs> you're being you and you're weird. <laughs> Don't. Okay, this sounds horrible. But I really tried. I tried go. I went on a date with him three times. Three times. You didn't get it. The, what did you think? His fun, jokes were going to get funnier? I just thought that maybe it was like he was a little uncomfortable. And I was... I don't know. First date's going to be weird. So I was like, okay, that was weird, but it's fine. The second date will be better. And the second date happened and it was the same. And my friend was like, just give him one more chance. And I was like, okay, but if he kisses me. (laughs) (laughs) I gave him one more chance and then we didn't kiss. No way. Um, Did he try? Um... Uh, no, I think he would have if I had been, like, you know, giving him the look. Like, kiss me. But I was not. (laughs) You're all, like, looking like the exorcist all the way back with your body forward. You're like, bye, give me a hug. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, this is fun. I'll see you around. Bye. And I'm just like. And then you ghosted him. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so rude after three days he's probably still in recovery you're so rude well you just have to open up or something or like be interesting after three days that shouldn't be so hard and i am an awkward person like i'm really weird but i can pretend to be normal on a date <laughs> watch it everybody's pretending on a date to be normal (laughs) um but no he was a nice guy i just probably will never talk to him again (laughs) so what about like what's the most embarrassing you've done on a date uh gosh i don't know like i really have to think about that um i'm just awkward I can't think of anything. <laughs> You're like, every date has been awkward. No, but like, I, I don't know. The worst date I've ever been on, I think I've talked about it, actually. It's like this really, this guy that used like 10-year-old photos. That was the worst date ever. Oh. And he was like, no. at least 15 years older. And I was like, your age. <laughs> So he was like 50. But anyways, that was probably the worst one. So how was it like when you found out that mom had a boyfriend? Um, You know, I was really immature about it. <laughs> it's really immature. Um, I went to Snow College and I think I just did it to get away. Because I knew that if I stayed here... I'd have to live with mom and her new boyfriend. And I was like, uh-uh. So I like applied for the school and uh, I literally moved away for like two years. Yeah, but like, okay, so mom was, was she acting weird or anything? Like when she started a date, Cipriano? Uh, yeah. She, uh, she would... I just remember, especially in the mornings, um, she would get ready for work, and um, at this time, I was in high school in my senior year, so I would get up early too, but I'd usually get up around the time that she would leave, and so this one morning, I got up a little earlier, I could hear her talking to someone in the kitchen, and then I think she heard me getting up. So she had him here? Yeah. Oh! She was like whispering and like I just could tell that she was like rushing someone 
And so I get into the kitchen and she's like, oh, uh, hi. And she was just being so weird. And I was like, who, what? Like, who are you talking to? And she's like, what? that I was crazy and and that's when I kind of knew that something was up because then it happened again it happened again another night or another morning and I was like "Ooh, mom was sneaking in the boyfriend yeah and then you know I don't even remember when he was introduced like so you just like one day caught him like straight up in the house yeah I think so because I remember you were so mad that she had a boyfriend. Um, well, because she moved him in, like, right then and there. Like, he was living in our house. And it was so awkward because I was so used to just being, like, me and mom. Yeah, and mom was, like, single forever. We thought she was going to die alone. Yeah. I, yeah. I really did. <laughs> But <laughs> but you found someone, so hey, everybody, you guys all have hope, because my mom found herself a man. Yeah, um, and he's really nice, but at the time, I did not think so. <laughs> I remember you were all, like, acting like you were her mom. You were like, how dare you bring a guy here? Oh. You were so pissed. I was and it was just awkward. This is the worst part, though. Um, there was one day when I was hanging out with uh, Dad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, Mom has a new boyfriend. He's staying here. And Dad was so mad. <laughs> you told him on purpose, huh? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I was... and But I wasn't telling him... I don't know. I just... I didn't expect him to call Mom... And yell at her for having a boyfriend in the house. And I was like, Dad, like, it's okay that, like, I will handle it. It's fine. Now you I- have to deal with mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just moved away. That's so that I- night you're, like, applying for Snow College. You're like, get the fuck away because my mom's going to kill me. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, I just, and then... Mom had only been seeing him for a little while, and I told mom that she had to come to school to uh, talk to the counselor with me. I can't remember what it was about, but um, she came, and she brought him with her. <laughs> they had only been dating for a little while, and this like counselor guy was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. This is your mom and dad, right? And I was like, <laughs> so mad you're like he is not my dad he's not my father <laughs> anyways i was just really immature about it and now i really love him but yeah superman was the sweetest guy on the planet like we are very lucky that my mom got somebody like that because she went from having like a really shitty life with our dad to now being with someone that actually takes care of her and loves her unconditionally and trusts me like I love my mom she's my everything but I want to kill her sometimes so it's always good to be able to find someone but it's funny how like you always like sided with dad so much when we were younger uh yeah well i I, like, really loved dad, I think. I, well, because I was always a dad. Like, he was, like, I was a daddy's girl, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he was the guy I looked up to. And, like, I just really wanted his approval. And I would always ask him to come to my games. And, oh, no. It was just weird. So, when they, like, split up, I... I mean, I feel like I didn't take it hard at first, and then one day, I just kind of did. And I w- it happened, like, two years later. I was like, wow, like, this sucks. And then, I don't know, I just spent a lot of time chasing after him. Like, literally chasing after him. And one day, I just realized, when I was older, um, that he 
never ever came to see me like it was always me going to him and it really just bugged me and I kind of just slowly stopped trying with him because I knew he didn't care (laughs) yeah no that was like the hardest thing like because you don't you never grew up in the world where dad was abusive to mom like Mm -mm. by that point our dad had already recovered had gotten help for alcohol and he was no longer um abusing alcohol or self-medicating so at this point he had like joined the church and like to the outside world our dad was a stand-up man because he was going to church he was paying his tithing um he worked and he provided financially but emotionally our dad was never present he was always he just was like like me growing up he was a completely different person he was someone that like would get drunk would beat up mom um, would disappear for days, come back and um, beat her up again. And that's like the type of person that I saw. But even then, I remember when my mom tried to like divorce him for the first time. We're all really young and this was right before we moved to Utah. Um, <clears throat> he came, he left California to come to Utah so that he can make a better living and then hopefully take us back. But at this point, I think mom had came with to the conclusion that she was going to leave him and she was just going to like be with her um raise her kids by herself and but I remember like even though dad was like this horrible horrible person he was still our dad like he never physically harmed us Mm -hmm. so like in my eyes he was still a good person because when you grow up in an abusive home and that's all you know you become accustomed to that behavior and you're like, well, what's the fucking problem? Which is something that later on played into my own personal life. When I got married, I ended up actually marrying to something very similar to that. And like, it was just like, it's horrible because like when you grow up not knowing better, you don't think there's anything wrong until it's too late. All of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't normal. And I remember like at least dad with you, he was a good I mean, he wasn't a good dad, but he was a way better dad than he was to me. Like with me, dad never like even hugged me because um, when mom and dad met, they were in El Salvador and then mom got pregnant with me. She actually came to the United States with me pregnant and then she gave birth to me here. I didn't get to meet dad for until I, w- I was almost three years old. And so he didn't have that like connection and i do remember him like at sometimes saying or like i remember him at a very young age one time saying the only reason why he knew i was his daughter is because i have a birthmark on the back of my arm but if it wasn't for that like he like he was like i wouldn't know if this is really my daughter even though i look just like him so like from a like but that was i'm sure like drunk talk and i was also like seeking his approval at in some way or another but from a very young age I like developed like thick skin and I saw through like I saw it like in my when I when we moved here in middle school I saw it later that I'm like okay this person isn't a good person and I started to resent him for it but back to where you what you were saying where you're like I was always chasing him but I didn't realize like you had a you had a relationship with dad because you were chasing him. So it wasn't like he was going to shoo you away. I'm pretty sure like if I, I haven't talked to dad in like four years, but I'm pretty sure if I found out where he lived and I had a conversation with him, he would be very inviting. But then as soon as I left, if I went two years without knocking on that door, I'd go two years without talking to him. And that's the thing. It's like, like the relationship with him, it's only if we're seeking it. And so, yeah, at a very young age, I was like, I realized this isn't normal. This is the way that people love their children. And it was like really hard to watch you as a little girl, even though he was a better dad to you than he was to us. Like you were still chasing him. Yeah, I think um, it was just hard because he really wasn't bad to me. He wasn't exactly like, 
the picture perfect dad who does like everything with their kid but he was there and I just felt like I needed him and it was just really sad because he didn't need me as much as I needed him yeah and it, it was probably harder for you to see that because as a child, you cling on to your dad and he's like, okay, cool. Like, dad, I want to go. Okay, cool. Yeah, get in the car. Okay, dad. And then in your in your head, you're having this relationship with this person. You're not realizing that you're the one that's making the relationship happen. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, you're like, my dad is such a good person. But like, it was really hard. I think when you started... Like, whenever dad got a girlfriend, that's when I think you realize where you stood. Oh, yeah. Um, You just, he would disappear and you wouldn't hear from him. And I remember I would just, I would try to go find him and I would ask, um, like, my aunt and say, like, oh, have you seen him? Like, do you know where he is? And they wouldn't tell me the truth. And they just were really weird and... Then one day you'd find out that he has a girlfriend and it's just hard when like your dad can't tell you things like really important things that are happening in his life. He won't like when he got married twice and didn't tell us he was getting married or invite us to the wedding. Yeah, it's like I met one of his wives and... It was weird. She obviously did not like that. Was it the girl with the kid? No. Dad, oh, this is the second one. No, dad didn't marry her. That was the last girlfriend. The girl with the kid. Oh, I don't know. But I just know that he had a girlfriend with the kid. Anyways, tell me about this one. The girlfriend? Well, the one that didn't like him. I mean, they all didn't like him because they... <laughs> They they got with him because they thought he had money because that's really good at front and stuff. Well, I don't know. I just remember I called, uh, I don't know if I called her or I called dad. But anyways, she answered and I was like, oh, is my dad there? And she was so weird and I was like, she did not want to talk to me. She did not want to have a relationship at all. And I was like. This is so weird because, like, you're married to my dad and you're acting like I'm getting in the way. It was just crazy to me. Yeah, and you didn't even, like, live with him ever. No. Yeah, that was, like, really, really awkward. A story that I have with dad that the the one time that was just, like, the final straw with me and him was when he was with that lady with the son mm. um he obviously didn't call or text or anything or look for us and the only times i ever ran into him was when i would casually run into him at a grocery store and i remember this vividly like my kids were in the back of the seat of my car and um we were like turning into walmart and they're like look it's grandpa's car it's grandpa's car and dad like literally locked eyes with me as I'm like pulling in and like acted like he didn't see me so I flipped a Yui because the girls are like let's go say hi to grandma like grandpa let's go say hi to grandpa so like I flashed my lights to try to get him to pull over and he did not pull over and the little boy her son like even rolled down the window stuck his head out of the window and was like looking at us like why are you following us so he knew I was following him trying to get him to pull over just to say hi and he Mm. completely ignored me and I was like I'm like your daughter and you're gonna do this because you have like a new wife or whatever like but it was like he was running away and at that point I'm like you know what like you're pretty much like dead to me because I know this isn't gonna last his relationships never last and one day you're gonna want to come around I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it and then another time again at Walmart we went into the grocery store and he he was with one of his wives and he like saw me and I was pushing the cart and Nicole was with me and she was really really young and she's like look it's grandpa look it's grandpa and again he like acted like he didn't know me 
And so hmm. I'm like, yeah. no. And then like after that, a couple years after that, I ran into him into an, in another supermarket and he came up to me and he didn't have no girlfriend at this point. He came up to me and said, hi. And I was like, it took everything in me to like do what he did to me, to him. But in that moment, I'm like, you're a sad, like lonely individual. Like, but I know that if he and when he does find someone, it doesn't matter. Like I can keep accepting this person back in. But the second like they feel like they don't need you or you're disposable. And this this is your child. Like, I couldn't imagine doing that to Kylie or Nicole. So, it's just like, like, you can only feel bad for people for so long before you're kind of initiating or accepting, like, toxic behavior. It's sad when you think about, like, the fact that he's so old that he's never going to, like, get that, like, in life, um, get the life lesson it's really sad, but it's like, I don't want to say like, I mean, I should be like a better person and be like looking for him. But again, it'd be like you, you spent so many years chasing him and chasing him and chasing him. It's like, you can't chase people that don't want to get caught. So, and it like, it's really sad to think that we have a dad that like, we live in the same Valley. There's so many people that lose their parents you know, due to illnesses, good people that have been good in their lives. And then like, they would give anything to have someone, but it's like, you can't initiate a relationship. Yeah. It's almost harder when the person that's supposed to love you chooses to leave. Like like they choose to leave you on purpose. Yeah. And they know better. They know that they're hurting you. But they don't care because they're more selfish about what their lifestyle, what they want their lifestyle to be. Yeah, I mean, I really, like, I used to feel bad that knowing that my dad was alone, but then I realized he chose this. And, um... Like, there's only so much you can do, especially when I would chase him and it would just happen again. And just repeating and repeating, it's like you're going crazy. Like, for instance, like, I remember when you went off to college and your tuition was up and mom didn't know how to pay that tuition. She was, like, blowing up his phone, blowing up his phone. And he would, like, reject the phone calls. You were trying to get a hold of him. And it wasn't even that much. It was, like, 500 bucks that you needed from him. I remember this. He was on vacation in Honduras or Venezuela or something. Because hmm. he met an online person. Online. Wow. Do you remember that? No. Oh, my God. So, mom never told you. Whoops. Sorry. But... <laughs> But yeah, he had met someone online. And you know how I found out? I found out because I go to this gym and um, they do like a Zumba class. And one of the Zumba class ladies, she knows that because she goes to church. And he's very well known in the church community. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so excited for your for your dad. I actually dropped him off. Me and my husband dropped him off at the airport. And I was like pretending to that I knew what was happening mm-hmm. and I was like oh yeah yeah me too and she and I'm like when did you drop him off and she's like I just dropped him off like a couple days ago and in this time was when mom was like desperately like borrowing money so she could pay your college tuition because he's told and promised you that he would yeah. but he bailed and then I found out that he was in like a different country like Venezuela Honduras I don't know and the lady told me that it was because he was he met someone and that she was excited for him. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember the anger that I had thinking, you know, like, and I remember that you were worried about how your tuition was going to be paid, but you were so like, you're like, well, dad said he's going to pay it. I don't know why mom's freaking out. Dad said he was going to pay it. And then somehow the tuition got paid, but mom had to borrow it from like friends. And I I think maybe even Cipriano's the one that like, gave it to her, but, mm-hmm. um, 
it I remember like I told mom that and I'm yeah I'm not I don't think mom told you that cause she didn't want to hurt your feelings but like when he got back she definitely ripped him a new one but like he did that so many times yeah I just stopped I just stopped relying on him one day and I think um like the way he treated me really affects like my day-to-day life like I struggle making any relationships like with any people in general because I don't trust anyone and I don't think that they're gonna stay or I'm gonna like like them too much and they're gonna want to leave and I'm gonna be chasing them just like I did with that yeah no like I I understand that because like I have a lot of like demons that I had to overcome and it came from but it was it like with me at least you have been really good because you haven't like fallen in love with the with the wrong person I fell in love with someone that resembled dad to a freaking t like he made the same mistakes that dad made and I found myself raising um kids with this person but I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was able to get out of that relationship, which took a very, very long time. And it was really hard to like, like it made me look like the bad guy because I was standing up for myself and it made me look like the bad guy to my kids because again, just like I grew up in this really toxic environment. And I was like, when mom told me that she was going to divorce dad and I was in fifth grade, I was like, no, you get back with dad. I don't care. I don't care if he like in a way like in my head I was like him beating you wasn't a problem before like he can stop beating you you need to forgive him because he's our dad and I just don't want to be like a child of divorce like I didn't want that to I didn't want to have mom raise me and then have another guy come in and I didn't want my dad to like go have another family somewhere else but like as a child, like that develops what relationships you're going to carry on to the rest of your life. Yeah, it's true. I just remember um, telling, like, I just remember all of us yelling at mom as she was yelling at dad because we didn't understand uh, why she was telling him to leave. And now I just like growing up, you realize that Like, mom was right, and he should have left. And it would have been better for all of us, especially emotionally to ourselves. Like, we didn't need that in our lives. No, we didn't need that type of paternal um, person that we were looking up for. Because either way, we're looking... And we we were defending him because we didn't want him to leave. We didn't want... We were still worried, even though he didn't give a shit about us in a lot of ways. We were still worried about him being alone out there. I remember when he was like sleeping in our, like with our aunts at their house, he didn't even have a room. I remember feeling bad for him, but at the same time, all the years that mom went through, like dealing with a drunk that would beat her, like that wasn't what we were, our main concern was. We were still looking out for like, oh, poor guy, like he's he's like doesn't have a home but we didn't we didn't at the same time grasp what got him there yeah um it took a really long time for me to realize what actually happened and um to realize that my dad wasn't a good person and i think that was just um I don't know. That's what really changed me. And it really messed you up. It really messes you up growing up like that. Yeah. So going back to like the dating life, because you've never had a boyfriend, like you still don't have a boyfriend. And um, so when you go out on dates, with people like have you ever found yourself liking someone and then you what do you do um I don't know I think um I honestly spent a lot of time um hoping that 
I would meet someone that I liked a lot and just like having feelings for people that it would never realistically happen. And um, then one day I just stopped caring about dating so much and I started kind of focusing on myself and I don't know I feel like I finally got to this point where I'm really happy with just myself but um now I feel like more people want to date me <laughs> I'm just like I finally got to this point where I'm I don't need anyone I don't need anyone's approval and it's scary because now I just don't want to put my feelings out there I don't want to like someone because then they'll like have a part of me that they can hurt and I never want to get hurt (laughs) that makes so much sense I don't think like I've ever heard it put into words that made more sense than that yeah um like it's sad because I know I know it's it all leads back to dad and I know that if I mean I'm I am I'm like 25 and I've never really dated anyone and it's because I don't trust anyone and I like sometimes I struggle just making friends because I don't want to bring someone in my life who's just gonna leave and yeah like any type of like relationship that requires you to have a bond that could be broken is obviously something that you stay clear of yeah I really do and I I feel like I do get people in my life who do want to get to know me and do like I don't know they do want a bond but I am so closed off now that it's so hard to connect with me and it's just sad it's a sad way to live and I'm trying to change but I don't know it's it's something that I have to work on myself yeah I was talking to um, my boyfriend we're out at dinner and I don't know I told him that me and you were hanging out or something and then he's like oh have I met her I'm like no you haven't and then he's like, oh, what's she like? And then I just said, like, you know, like, you're going to school. You're going to be an anthropologist and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? He's, she's never had a boyfriend. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, and she's really cool. She's funny. But, like, I don't know why she's never had a boyfriend. Like, you're not someone that can't catch anyone because you are a catch. So it's like. It's weird that you've been single for this long that it's like, like it was like, oh, I didn't even think about it because in my eyes, you're always going to be like my little, little sister. But yeah, you're getting to the age where like, you're going to have to start having these relationships because you don't want to, you don't want like somebody else, like, unfortunately, not everybody grows up in a loving, perfect home where they learn what's acceptable from another person what is like a good man or what is a healthy relationship like some people don't grow up in those in that environment that we have to learn it for ourselves and it it would it would be a shame for you to live the rest of your life in this like mentality and deprive yourself from being happy because yeah like I've had friends that I've had, fr- like, I've been friends for, like, over a decade, and we no longer are friends because we grew apart, but at the same time, I don't take away the friendship that existed, I appreciate it while it lasted, and I'm very thankful that it did, and I'm thankful also for it ending, and I'm thankful for the friendships that I have now, but if I were to, like, base on the fact that this person specifically harmed me, I'm not allowed to be happy or to start new relationships, then I wouldn't be happy. And so, like, you you need to find a way to feel like you deserve to be happy. And yes, like, putting yourself in a position where you can be hurt 
is a risk that you're going to have to take and you will be hurt because that's just life. But you shouldn't deprive yourself of the opportunity of being happy or even having happiness in a moment just because you're afraid that something's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I know that I should like bring my wall down. Um, but it's just so hard. I just know, like, I really am. I'm scared of getting hurt. And I'm scared that once someone really gets to know me, they're just going to want to leave. And I don't want to feel like I'm not enough for someone. And that's my biggest fear. Yeah. And that's something that, like, the only way... You're going to feel like you are enough for someone or everyone else is when you you find value within yourself. Like, like you're so afraid that someone's going to hurt you that you're not seeing how much like potential you do have um, in being able to develop great relationships. And you have all the qualities that... Like if someone screws you over, you just need to recognize that as long as you were a good person to them and you did all the right things and they fuck you over. Like you said, like earlier today, you're all like, if a guy ever called me a name, I would block him. I would never, he would never hear from me again. You know what that is? That's called value. And I think that you do have value. Like me telling someone like you, you need to value yourself is not an, a statement that I would say to you because you have value. You know it. You just don't trust that you do. But I believe that you have enough to trust yourself. Like you need to trust that if someone wrongs you, will, do you think that, let's say someone wrongs you, do you think you have the strength to walk away? Yeah, I know I could walk away. Okay. So right then and there, <clears throat> right then and there, that should be enough trust that you can risk the fact that someone could hurt you, but the fact that you know you can walk away is your insurance to allow yourself to have these relationships because you are not in control of what other people can do to you, but what you are in control is what you do when they do. And that's all you need. Like... For instance, like, you know the lifestyle that I've had. Like, you've seen the shit that I've gone through. But that doesn't stop me from wanting and standing for what I think is right. And when things haven't been right, I've been able to walk away. And I'm here in a position where I am in a relationship that is completely healthy. And we have fun. But I wouldn't be here if I was constantly worried that someone was going to hurt me. So you have to trust. Like when I realized that I had all the value, that I was a good woman, that I loved right, that I was loyal, that I had all these qualities. And the fact that people would take advantage of someone like me, like in relationships, like other people, that was on them. And their biggest loss was the day I walked away. To this day... I have not been in a relationship that someone hasn't tried to save because of the fact of me walking away. But I, w- I didn't turn back and look back because I knew that that's not the relationship I wanted to have. Does it hurt? Yeah. Did I go through heartbreak? Yeah. Did I cry myself to sleep? Yeah, for a few days. But that shit's temporary. And now I'm in a relationship that's healthy. And all of that was worth having what I have now. So... Like, at least what I want you to take away from that is, like, you can't help if someone's going to hurt you. But what you can control is how you're going to react to that. These, like, feelings of someone betraying you, someone playing you, someone, that shit's going to happen. Yes, it sucks. It's going to happen. But you only grow stronger. And you're only going to find what you deserve if you go through the shit you have to go through. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. I um No, I really am. I'm trying now to put myself out there 
and to try and connect with someone. Um, but it's just taken me a really long time. Like 25 is pretty old to just barely start dating. <laughs> but it's not too late. Yeah, I know it's not too late. And by 25, I was getting a divorce and I had two kids. So trust me, you're in a way better position at 25 and trying to do this for the first time where like people that you're now going to date are also 25 or older and are way more mature than they were when I was starting relationship at 17 years old. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's embarrassing, but... <laughs> it's not embarrassing. It It would be embarrassing if you were like 40. <laughs> You've never had a boyfriend. And now you're like, oh, I want to go out there, but I don't know what it's like to hold someone's hand. Or I don't know, like, you know, at least... Right now, you're at an age where, like, that's not weird. And you have more of a chance of finding someone in a shorter span that's going to last than you would have when you're 17. People are getting married at 17, 18 years old like I did. Don't know what the fuck they're doing. So if you feel like at 25, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. People are just getting to know what the fuck they're doing even when they started younger than you. So I don't think that you should allow that to play into effect. I mean, yeah, I think at this point in my life, even though I'm older, I really wasn't ready to put myself out there at any other time other than right now. And um, I think I'm, I'm at that point where I'm, I know what I want and I know who I am and I just think that dating right now it's weird because I feel like it's almost easier than I thought it would be and I was scared for nothing which is almost like how you are scared now and I'm telling you you are scared for nothing right now yeah are you most likely going to meet someone that's not gonna hurt you the first time you go no you're not, but you have to be okay with it because I feel like if you're like, oh no, this is going to work out. People that go into relationships thinking that everything's going to play out fucking perfect are the people that lose the most because when they lose, they lose control. They lose all control. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to me. Oh, and they live in this fucked up like moment forever and ever and ever. And they extend it and they're like, oh, this is the worst heartbreak. But like what I've learned like through my divorce, that was the worst heartbreak I ever freaking went through. It took me years to get over that. Years. Like years to get over that. Years to even start dating or talking to someone. And when I started talking to people, I was awkward because I didn't know what it was like to date. I went from being a mom's house to being married, that going out there and dating like yourself. I was finding myself at 24 years old dating like you. Because yeah, I was married before that, but I didn't ever go on dates I didn't experience like what it was like to have a conversation I didn't know what it was like to get to know someone and so yeah like I made mistakes just like anyone would in the beginning so you're gonna have those mistakes and most likely you're gonna get your heart broken but as long as you understand like like you're okay with knowing that this person screwed you over regardless like or it just didn't work out you have to be okay with that. And that will reduce the amount of time that you have to go through a heartbreak. Like it'll cut it in in so much. But you have to let go. You have to let go of the control. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think I can get there. Like I think I, I'm to the point where... Like I've ready... I know that that first guy I meet it's probably not going to work out and I'm getting to the point where I that's okay it's okay if it doesn't and I'll just learn from it but I also like do I even want it to work out the first time because I just barely started dating exactly (laughs) so So you should date (laughs) until 
someone makes you feel like that's not what you want to do anymore. That's how you know you found someone. When you, like, when I start, when I start dating, you know, like, I was dating not because I wanted to find a partner. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this fun. Screw it. Even the shitty dates were a funny story to tell my friends the next day. I got free food and guess what the fuck happened? And we'd laugh about it and it was a good time. And I and I just did it to like get to know people. And, and I made a lot of friends, like real friends, people that I, I was like, oh, hell no, but he's funny or whatever. <laughs> and it just didn't go far, but I was able to make friends because of that and I have good memories and now that I look back on my dating life it was horrible when I was going through it but once I appreciated even the bad moments the funny moments all of that it was just an experience and when I let go of the fact that like I don't want I don't know if I have a, I want a boyfriend but I'm gonna go out there and if I find someone that makes me laugh and I can have a cool time with and it just flows when it flows there's no pressure you just know you found someone because you're like, it doesn't make more sense than to be in this with this person and experience this moment with this person. And that's how you know, like having a boyfriend isn't science. Like it's just chemistry that you can't help. But I think that you're on the right path, Lindsay. Thank you so much for sharing. You thought this was going to suck, but it's so easy. conversation no i really did i was like i don't know what you want to know about me because i'm not doing anything i'm really not doing much but here we go (laughs) and no you are you're going to school and you're a teacher at my girls high school and you're a really good person and one guy is going to be so lucky to have you because there isn't people like you like there aren't people like you that have their shit together when it comes to their goals and where they're heading, you put that before anything, which is what you should have done. And everybody has a different learning curve. Everybody has only because you're dating, you're starting to date at 25 years old, doesn't make you a loser. You have so many accomplishments that you've had in your life and you didn't make the mistakes that people like me made. So you have a lot, a lot of things going for you so don't beat yourself up but thank you so much for being on my podcast thank you for having me yes